Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, how helpful the guys are. I feel like that's the uh, most important thing, uh, the best thing about the team. Uh, the guys are very helpful uh, to the young guys, the older vets. they always helping us, so I feel like they encourage us. And we'll get better, and we're going to grow together. Yep, that was Anthony Edwards, Timberwolves' number one overall pick. And let's talk about how comfortable he feels. Everyone's making him feel comfortable as a young player, but uh, this is Reckless Speculation Thursday, gentlemen. And I got news for Anthony Edwards. Reckless speculation. If John Hollinger from The Athletic gets his way, Anthony Edwards won't be on the Timberwolves much longer. He'll be part of a huge trade package. And we're going to dive into that off the top of today's Reckless Speculation show. A scoop of doogie on the horizon as well. Let's first talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is pleased to announce My Shield, your personalized online destination for risk management resources for your business. MyShield is available 24-7 for business owners and can be accessed from a computer, tablet, smartphone, MyShield app, or a flip phone. I don't know about the flip phone, but you can probably find it on there somewhere. Chris Long with Chris the flip Long, phone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Long would know. Can for we sure. get him that flip phone? We'll yep. call him. We'll call him and see. Uh, MyShield's customizable dashboard organizes resources specific to your business on training, billing, employee certificates, safety videos, and much more. If you want to find out more, go to federatedinsurance.com. And click on Meet My Shield. At Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Great talk. Juicy rumors. Tried to stay in shape so I never had to get back in shape, you know, as far as, you know, what I can do, you know, in the gyms around me and, you know, things that I can do on my own. But at the end of the day, it's just staying in that routine. Once you have that routine, you know how to get back into it and you know how to, you know, ramp it up when you need to. Uh, I take, I'm taking pride in, you know, trying to preach that to some of the younger guys, you know, um, as soon as you can get that routine and, you know, I hiring a chef or whatever it may be to just, you know, nice. start making your, your first year easy as possible. You know, making a flowing season, not something that has bumps and grinds when it doesn't have to. So, um, just staying in shape, eating well, and, you know, training and trying to continue to, to stay on that rhythm. D'Angelo Russell. Don't you have a chef? If you guys made $30 million a year, say. where would personal chef My rank sh- on the first things you would do? Because it's number one for me. It's, just cook. It's in just the top for me. five. I don't know if it's in my top three, though. I think it rounds out my top five. I want a personal driver. Really? I love a personal driver. But, so Uber, you want Uber. Yeah, yeah, but like, but, 
but that's different. Like he's he's my guy. Like his job you is do to Uber, personally drive me. Uber Black though. Uber Black. It's like a Lincoln that pulls up and like they have bottles car, of water. Yeah. 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 Personal chef. So, if if you had one, though, would you hire the personal chef to actually keep you in shape, or just to cook really good food? Oh, uh, good food. Because if you're if I'll you're get a personal trainer, an, that's a, those are two different things. Athlete, though, you, you get the personal chef because that chef is going to cook you uh, delicious but heart healthy at every turn meals. Yeah. So, but the question becomes: If you were that rich, would you do that, or just say, you know what? A little bit of cake today. It depends. Are you rich and trying to be an NBA player playing no, at his peak? No, if you're, no, if you're no. We're just not trying rich, to be NBA players. We'd just be rich. <laughs> just cook me nine waffles yes, every morning. exactly right. Some crepes, maybe. A fresh, a fresh blueberry a, muffin every day. A pipe and a crepe? Yeah. Uh, smoking a pancake. Uh, yeah, I think I think if I were an NBA player, for sure, I would just want like super healthy, like just like yeah. keto meals, right? That's not you though. Uh, but if it was just me, <laughs> I rich. I would want like eighty percent healthy meals and then twenty percent the best cheat meals ever. So Friday night, Saturday night, and then like Sunday brunch, I just want like crazy cheat meals for my personal chef. That's what I would say. So cheat breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all three. No, I'm saying I would eat healthy for like no, no, no. five days and then but cheat on But on your Friday cheat night. days, which 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 meal, if you had one, would you cheat with the most? Breakfast? Because, I mean, you can no. make a breakfast incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, but then but I'm napping it. all day. Yeah. For me, okay. it's I'm cheating on Friday night, I'm cheating on Saturday night, okay. and then I'm cheating on brunch Sunday because like, it's a lazy day anyway. That's just watching, Sunday, watching yeah. the Vikings. Good breakfast day yep. to cheat. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm on the couch watching the Vikings and you know, then we Falling do Falling asleep line. during yeah. the Jaguars game. So, anyhow, this is Reckless Speculation Thursday. We do this every single week where we just take your trade ideas, listeners, and if you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorthmn, and we find our own that are circulating around the internet. So you just heard a soundbite there from D'Angelo Russell, one of the two main Timberwolves stars. Or will he be? Or will he still be one of the main Timberwolves stars if John Hollinger gets reckless speculation? All right. Grain of salt here, okay? Mm-hmm. But he, but John Hollinger from The Athletic has an excerpt in an article that's entitled James Harden Trade Possibilities, if not the Sixers or the Nets, where else? Now, today we've seen apparently James Harden, who's who's been just like updating his who do I want to be traded to list. He showed up to Houston yesterday, so he's at least like showing and up. And he's for his driving job. this list, right? Apparently, he's the one that's that's that keeps adding to this like, list. He's basically like, I'd go there. At first, I'd it, go to the Bucks. Yep. At first, it was the Nets. And then it was like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd play for the Sixers, too. Yep. It's great. And today and it's the today, Bucks and the somebody Bucks else. The Heat. Yeah, it's the fantastic. But it's him. It's like no one's saying, we want you. And, of course, all of these, you know, we're, we're like, what, two weeks before the regular season starts, and all of these trades would involve a complete overhaul of offenses, and you'd have to find a way in all these cases to trade like another star player. you think for one second, like Eric Spolstra, who's got a system down pat, you think that he he's like, James Harden, oh, yeah. Well, Let's take him on right before the season starts. I think you ex- well. For, well, James Harden is one of the greatest scorers of all time, and so I think I think if he's got your name on a list, I think you have to at least entertain the idea and see what you can do. I don't know how James Harden and Jimmy Butler coexist yes. in the same right. pantheon. Right. So all of these are sort of fantasy trade ideas, but that's what the NBA has turned into like your fantasy trade ideas that you kick around five beers deep with your friends. Like those actually happen in the NBA. And so this is the write-up from The Athletic here. John Hollinger. Mm -hmm. If it's an off-the-wall destination you seek, 
Then come here, Minnesota. Reckless speculation. Sending James Harden to the Timberwolves would reunite him with his former front office mates in Houston, Gerson Rosas and Sachin Gupta. Now, quick side note, James Harden, it sounds like he thinks, according to reports, that the Houston culture has turned into a dumpster fire. And who Mm. knows if he thinks that Gerson, who was part of that for like 10 years, was part of it or not. We don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to. He probably liked Maury, right? Well, if you want to know the Sixers, Sixers, so he probably liked, that's probably his guy, Mm -hmm. Daryl Maury. And Maury and Gerson were close. And so I would assume that, I would assume that he likes both of those guys. Okay. So we'll just assume that. The Timberwolves are set up to play Harden's preferred style with an ideal pick-and-pop partner in Carl Anthony Towns. And a lot of role players on the team who don't really need the ball and aren't good enough to demand the ball anyway. Just a bunch of 3 and D wing players, right? Okogi, just go stand in the corner and look for rebounds. That's pretty much what James Harden offenses are. The Wolves also have the obvious salary match for a deal in D'Angelo Russell who would allow the Rockets to replace Harden's shot creation until whatever they're doing next happens. Adding 2019 lottery pick Jarrett Culver to D'Angelo Russell in the deal is enough salary to complete a trade, although the Wolves would almost certainly throw in Ed Davis to get below the luxury tax. Can't throw in your heart and soul. Ed Davis is the heart and soul of this team. We've been told that. That's Rybach. Wait a second. You want Ed Davis. You've gone too far with this Ed Davis suggestion. He's not going anywhere. (laughs) Whoa, Ed Davis, pump the brakes. This was all fun and games until you mentioned Ed Davis. (laughs) So is a Culver-D'Angelo Russell package enough? Of course not, Hollinger says. Minnesota would also have to haggle with the Rockets over whether top pick Anthony Edwards would also be part of the deal or whether the Rockets could settle, quote-unquote, for unprotected first-round picks in 2024 and 2026. All that might be too rich a price for a smaller market that has a decent chance of losing Harden for nothing after the 2022 uh, in in two seasons. Not to mention you might lose Towns in 2024. But if the Timberwolves really want to go all in on two years of a Towns Harden partnership in their prime, they have a pretty clear avenue toward doing so. Reckless speculation, trade talks, juicy rumors. I'll add this. James Harden is 31 years old. He's under contract for two more seasons at 40, 40 and $43 million. And then he has a player option. So you get him for two years and he's a free agent. And he's one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. He's averaged 35 points a game the last couple of years. He's led the league in scoring three straight seasons. This will never happen. <laughs> like he's not like this is not going to happen. Of course not. I mean, it could. I yeah, guess. it could happen. D'Angelo Russell is going nowhere. But what, but Pat what, would go crazy, and I don't blame him. But would you guys, if this were you, if like if you were in these conversations on behalf of the Timberwolves, yep. is this a discussion that you would entertain? Um, from a basketball standpoint, absolutely not. From a business standpoint, one thousand percent. Wow, this would sell tickets. This would sell if you tomorrow announce the Minnesota Timberwolves are calling a press conference regarding James Harden and his acquisition. You're a team that need that desperately needs to, from a business standpoint, okay? So forget Gerson, forget Ryan, forget anything to do with actual good fundamental decision-making when it comes to your basketball team. And let's pivot to we're in a pandemic and your business is basically off the board. We don't know when fans are going to come back. But when they do, they're not really incentivized right now to buy tickets and certainly season tickets, okay? If you announce tomorrow that you've acquired James Harden, guess what? 
It doesn't. You're probably not going to win more games, but you're going to get more fans. And so, from a business standpoint, absolutely. Everything else, no, no, and no. But my God, I mean, you'd sell jerseys. You'd sell you. You would get casual sports fan at, at least to buy in to saying, "I'll check that out." I don't know that casual sports fan is there right now, but um, I think a name like James Harden would get them there and from a business standpoint would help you okay well i agree with you on like from a business standpoint basketball you know, makes sales, sense to say, me. but it but hold on why do you say that why do you say it doesn't make sense from a basketball because james, james harden is the best would be he's one of the five best players in the league he'd be the best player on this team and carl anthony towns would get moved to the two position the robin position that's probably more natural for him because i don't think that they would ultimately win more games with him i think that it'd be fun and i think he'd score a ton but keep keep in mind too, everything that they've done in the past two years basically has been to make Cat as happy as possible, including obtaining his best friend D'Angelo Russell from Golden State. We're talking about now trading him. So I think that what this this to me would be getting um the baseball equivalent would be a guy that absolutely mashes and hits bombs, but is it necessarily part of a team that wins but it's sure fun to watch you know all right i i will preface everything i'm about to say with i think they should keep going forward with what they're building in the d'angelo russell carl anthony towns pairing i'm curious to see more of it we only saw like five seconds of it last year those guys seem to have a good friendship and chemistry and i think i think there's potential for something there they both have to get a lot better if we're talking about competing at the top half of the western conference playoff bracket but but James Harden right now is the finished product that you hope D'Angelo Russell can become like 80% of. If D'Angelo Russell can become 80% of what James Harden has been the last five years, it would be a huge win for the Wolves. And if you're talking about what gives you the best chance to win the most games in the next two years, kind of like they were doing in the front office in, in deciding five years ago when Tom Thibodeau took over, we want to keep riding out this young nucleus and see what happens in like two or three years with Zach Levine and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, or or do we just say screw it? Let's expedite the process and bring Jimmy Butler in here, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we all sort of nailed we we all nailed the end result there, which is they're going to be better in the short term, but they're going to have a glass ceiling on them that prevents them from getting what they really want, which is like long term competitive, you know, standing in the Western Conference. Playoffs. It's going to flame out, and all those things happened. Yep. Um, I think you would have. Two years, James Harden, Carl Anthony Towns, and then whatever pieces remain around, some 3 and D type, you know, rotational pieces. I think you would have much better records this year and next year than you would with your current construction. But I think there's 0% chance James Harden at age 33 would be good enough to continue it on beyond two years and would even be willing to stick around in Minnesota beyond two years. And Cat might so, leave as well. So it would be two years of, all right, how much can you, how much damage yeah. can you do with these two guys? High. And and the answer is, like, you're probably not going to be, I think the Mavericks are better, the Lakers are for sure better. The Clippers are weird because it seems like last year was their year, and now they might, I don't know, there seems to be some weird chemistry there. The Nuggets are better, um, and you can make a case for a couple other teams that are sort of on the rise. I think immediately you would be a playoff team. And I think there's a chance you could even be like a four, five, or six seed with those two guys. But I don't think you're going to win a championship. But is there any guarantee that you're going to win a championship by just catering to Towns with D'Angelo Russell and, and that's what I'm building saying around is, him? Like, where has yes. catering to Towns 
as much as we love him, and I, I think he can be. Dude, that's. I yeah. mean, like, where has catering but, to Towns gotten this organization so far? Just to play devil's advocate. I yeah, love Towns. I got I'm just you. playing devil's advocate. You're going down, down a, a, a path of reckless speculation here that's incredibly <laughs> dangerous, though, because you're not wrong. Reckless speculation. Listen, I love okay, Towns. Okay. But like, I'll ask you a question off that. Because there's a chance the answer is yes. What if when it comes to Towns, they're just wrong? Like, they've done everything that they can to make him as happy as possible. Um, they've gone out and acquired his friends. The, there's no question that the team is focused around him. He is the most important person in the building, and there it's not a debate, okay? It's not a debate. What if they're wrong? I think they're, th- I think they're thinking about that, too. Like, how much... Because, I mean, right, then you get player. into a reckless speculation territory <laughs> that takes us a lot of places, including because, possibly Seattle. Because, well, well yeah, that's or Se- Vegas. Seattle's going to get a friend. I saw some people commenting Love on our Seattle. YouTube channel yesterday, and they're 100% right. Like, if the Wolves don't get going here soon, Las Vegas, Seattle, like, they're looking for franchises. So it's, it's time to go here. They've got to be renamed, though. They've got to go back to the Supersonics. Yeah. So, all right. I think Carl Anthony Towns, long term, is a wonderful number two to whoever the number one would be. I don't think he has the demeanor. I don't think he has the natural leadership skills. And I don't know if he has, like, I think he can play better defense, but I don't think he's a natural enough, you know, fire in his belly defensive player to this point in his career to say that he's a number one on a championship team. There's a, a very select group over the past 10 or 15 years. I mean, I think KG, I think KG had that capability, but they just could never find him a number two. It was just like Wally Zerbiak and Anthony Peeler were like his second best players <laughs> well, for a couple tr- of playoffs. And they playoffs. did and try they, too. They tried. Yeah. With and, Marbury. They definitely tried. Yep. And that would have been fun to see play out. But if I'm right, and if Carl Anthony Towns is a true number two and a great number two, he's the he's the Pau Gasol to a Kobe, and you can win championships. Who's the number one? Is D'Angelo Russell the number one? I don't know. He's a I, could he turn well, into a number one? I don't know. I, is is Anthony Edwards the number one? That's going to take time to play out. James Harden boy. could be the number one. I'm just throwing it up. There. Okay, but we thought Butler was too. The problem is that you have to pair. Well, but Butler would have been if they could have mashed. But, but that's, here we are. that's my point is the problem is that you have to pair Carl with somebody who just as importantly as meshing, to use your word, on the court, meshes off the court. Uh, I think if you, okay. I got bad you're starting news. To, you're starting to come around. Yeah, on this. he is. I got bad news for you. <laughs> um, if you're right, and I'm not dismissing the fact that you might be right, Phil, I don't think it happens for Carl here. I don't think they find him. I don't think they. I don't think that they position themselves so strongly for Carl to be the one here that I don't know that you can bring in a one and knock Carl down to two in Minnesota and have that work. From his standpoint, from a perception standpoint, um, I think that if you are correct long term, that and Carl is a really good two on a championship team. I don't see any way that it's with the Wolves Be- because of what they've done to try and pacify him here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that you can now go out and be, be like, you know what, that didn't work, Carl. After all of these years of you being the most important person in this building, now here is player X. And you are the two, so go to it. Okay, what if, well, let me give you one more scenario here, okay? One more scenario. Reckless speculation. What if you could make the trade with Houston 
and hang on to Anthony Edwards. Because the Timberwolves, through all their research, we had Gerson Rosas on the show last week. Go ahead, check it out. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, Nike and Judd. Good question. It was Judd's good question Mm -hmm. that led to some of these answers. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, I know you guys kind of think that this draft was a crapshoot because you're looking on the outside in. We literally had like six months and just an extraordinary, unprecedented amount of time because the draft was moved to November to do our homework. And we spent a ton of time around Anthony Edwards and we think he's going to be a star. And he kind of laughed at the notion that like, because I said, there's not really like a LeBron at the top of this draft. And he kind of laughed. He's like, I'm not trying to disrespect you, but we think that this dude's going to be a star because we put in our homework. If you could swing this trade, and it was D'Lo, Culver, two first-round picks, maybe you throw in Ed Davis. It's going to be painful, I know. Maybe you throw in Ed Davis, right? Why don't you just go ahead and throw in the heart and soul of the franchise? Oh, trade, just right trade now. Crunch, too. <laughs> just send Crunch to Houston. I I, I mean, you're trading the rest of the Boy, franchise. Who's Houston's mascot? What is it here? I'll have to look, look it up. Is it just like just a rocket? Turbo? Turbo. It's Turbo oh, the Rocket. Oh, you know what his name is? Clutch. His hmm. name is Clutch. Well, he certainly was not in the playoffs. What does it look hmm. like? He was inducted to the Mascot Hall of Fame. He looks like a big teddy bear. Okay, so that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't Thomas. make any sense. Super weird. It's, Matt. It's, it's actually Matt Thomas underneath. Matt Thomas it's like is a mouse. Clutch. It's like a mouse or a bear. I can't tell what the hell this is. Interesting. I don't know. Super mouse. ambiguous. Yes. So anyway, what's But let's up? say you could hang on to Anthony Edwards, mm-hmm. and so you could, you could sort of hedge against losing all of your future. Mm-hmm. So you've got your 31-year-old. I know that the, the Wolves are all about the timelines matching up with these players and like all of them peaking at the same time. And that would be great, and that's pie in the sky. But when James Harden becomes available, I think you start to you know, rethink this. So it would be a little bit weird in that you'd have a 31-year-old James Harden, a 25-year-old Carl Anthony Towns, and a 19-year-old Anthony Edwards. But could James Harden and Carl Anthony Towns, both in their prime, and then the pieces around them, could that be enough to become relevant near the top half of the Western Conference? And then in two years... If it blows up in your face, you still have Anthony Edwards under contract, a rookie contract, as maybe the future star of your franchise for the next however many years. Does that make you feel better if you if you can hang on to Anthony Edwards while completing this trade? Not until I see what, what I have in him. And my, my thing, though, is I'm, I'm much more curious about how this would be be accepted or the feelings about this trade. From a locker room standpoint, I think what that's the problem here, and, and it's why I go back to my point is if you're right and Carl is a two, I don't know that you can all of a sudden make him a two here. Like KG was never going to be the two. You you were always trying to find the two, right? But we're talking about in this conversation, literally taking Cat and being like, dude, you have been the one, but you're really not the one now. You, we're demoting you to a two where you're going to be better off. You think Towns has you a have problem to accept with that. that? I think that yes. I think it would be a. I think it would be a problem. You I, think KG would have balked if it was like, hey man, I know that you're the one, but Kobe's available. Yes, I think he would have balked. Hmm. Yes, I really do. Because when he went to Boston, Paul Paul Pierce was but the he, alpha in Boston, but he went elsewhere. That's my I, point. I got you. I think if you go elsewhere, the the perception that then is you're going somewhere else and you are not the the man. To sure. use your term. Or it's that guy's house and yes. we're going to coexist as yes. like no, what two I'm, alphas. What right. I'm saying is I don't think that you can have your franchise constantly try to do the best thing for you. We're going to get you this guy. Now we're going to get you that guy. Oh, now you're not the guy. I hear so you So I, I think if Cat went to the Lakers or if you went to Boston or elsewhere, that, that trend, the, uh, the 
transformation that you're talking about is pretty seamless, mm-hmm. and I think Carl accepts it. I don't know that he could accept it here. All right, Dex, you're gonna. It sounds like you're gonna. Cause, all right, I, I at first I was playing devil's advocate. Now I'm like, you know what? If it's D'Lo, Culver, two first round picks, and Ed Davis, and I can hang on to Anthony Edwards, which is a trade that I'm just completely making up off of the John Hollinger yeah, article. Yeah. But it sounds right. Like the salaries match. You're getting a good young player in D'Angelo. You're getting two first round picks, another decent young player in Culver. Like for a guy that's not literally not showing up to practice and just doesn't want to be there anymore, you're in rebuild mode. I would now strongly consider making that trade. So you're the tiebreaker now, Dex. Would you would you trade these pieces, mortgage some of your future potentially for two years and nothing guaranteed after that of James Harden, Carl Anthony Towns? I think it'd be disastrous for Carl Anthony Towns. And Towns is already teetering on this being a disastrous situation. I want to keep him happy. I think D'Angelo Russell was that piece to do so. However, if you're asking me what gives us what gives the Timberwolves a better chance to win an NBA championship in the next two years, is it with Towns and D'Lo or is it with Towns and James Harden? It's with Towns and James Harden, by far. Here's the other thing about because you because you're also on the uh, walk around eggshells uh, around Towns like don't want to we yeah. don't want to make him unhappy. And again, I love Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's an exceptional basketball player. I think he's one of the most uniquely talented and efficient offensive seven footers we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. But this whole like, well, we're going into year six and like we got to make sure that Towns is happy. They've done nothing, right? But they've they've done, done nothing with Towns. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler but that's was their the fault. reason. But that's their fault, yeah. right? But but he is they're he, making it worse. Does he need to be walked on eggshells around, or should it just be? Listen, man, like we're looking to All bring right. talented players in here, and if some this, people can deal with it, and some people can't. Hopefully, you can deal with if it. If this were the if this were the Lakers or the Heat, the answer to your question is absolutely not. It's the Timberwolves. Yep. Like your great your greatest <laughs> fear is that he's going to come to you and say, I'm done here. But what are you losing if that happens? Uh, besides the franchise po- to Seattle. Possibly your job. But they're not like a playoff team right now. I they're know, not- but they're going to be sold. And if your best player asks out, that, that's a reflection on you. Yep. And plus, you have bent over backwards for how long? Now, now so from the day that Gerson got this job, right? He has bent over backwards to be like, Carl, it's your team. Carl, Carl, Carl. And now you're going to pivot and be like, yeah, it's really not. Is it a pivot, though? Is it a pivot yes, if you're, br- if you're bringing in one of the five best players in the NBA? Don't do mental gymnastics here. You're bringing in one of the five but best players in the NBA. But you're trading one of his best friends. You're trading one of Carl's best Sorry. friends. So, yes, it's a pivot. Hey, I'm figure with, it out. Fundamentally, I'm with you. And by the way, if you can't figure it out, then you're not the player that we were gonna that we yeah. wanted to build around anyways. I don't. Dis- if you can't handle bringing in a top five NBA player, right. if that throws you off, then that set that, but, then that then now at least we've learned. But who always fails, Phil? The Timberwolves. Like this would be another <laughs> yes. yeah, until they fail. Get James Harden. Kevin Love out. Garnett, you traded. He didn't want out. Yeah, but Kevin Love, as it turned out, as it turned out, he was not a franchise leading player. He was a number Agreed. three on Agreed. a championship team. Agreed. But he was what, along for the riding. What did you do again with Love? You you at that at one point in time. I mean, Flip Flip took Love out to um, eat how many times? Dinner, breakfast, please, please, please. So the problem is the perception, right or wrong, always comes back to the Timberwolves failed again. There's also another thing we haven't talked about here, which is James Harden has his own problems, like in the playoffs and being a franchise leading player. He's had multiple chances to be that guy, and he's never been good enough on defense. Um, he's but had some, he, g- some big games where he's clanked shots, you know, he, for two hours. He's the he is the type of, of guy in baseball who comes in and mashes, and it's fun. But he ultimately really doesn't win. 
Well, he does win, though. Like, they win a ton of regular no, but season I mean games. Championships. They've been to the Western Conference No, but finals. I mean, he ultimately, if your goal is is how, how do I put together a championship team, Harden's not that guy. I disagree. Here's the, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. In the Warriors era, you're right. But in the Warriors era, no other player is a championship player. Sure. Except LeBron once when he hulked up and came back from down 3-1. But is the Western Conference getting worse? The Western Conference is evolving. I think I don't think the Warriors now, especially without Clay, mm-hmm. there's not a dynasty team at the top of it, but there's like 10 really solid teams and the Wolves aren't one of those 10 and you need to get into that 10. Like you need to be doing what Dallas is doing and doing what what the Nuggets did last year like be in that mix. Yep. Because I don't th- I don't think they're in the, you could say well aren't the Lakers kind of a dynasty level team? Yeah, but LeBron's like 35 now. At some point there is no question your blueprint as the Wolves is Denver. Yeah. Like that's your blueprint. But like imagine if Denver added James Harden. Right. You know, like he's a, he's a huge difference maker in the Warriors dynasty era was he good enough to carry a team like LeBron did to knock them off? No. Right. But outside the Warriors dynasty era, there's going to be a bunch of teams like the Heat almost won the championship last year kind of out of nowhere. I feel like we're entering an era where Almost anything can happen the next like three to five years in the NBA as we transition to whoever the next dynasty is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spurs are sort of in rebuild mode, right? And Greg Popovich is getting old. So, so can you put yourself in that conversation before the next dynasty takes? I think place? you could make yourself a lot more fun. I don't. I don't know that you could put yourself in the conversation to win a championship with that trade. Reckless speculation. It'd be fun, though. I didn't think It'd we were going to do cover. 30 minutes on that. Yeah, we, it'd be fun to cover. <laughs> but it would be so much fun. Butler was, oh too. God. I mean, but Butler was was a mess, but fun. Also, can you imagine how sad Wisconsin sports fans would be? Because now that Milwaukee's on that list, if the, if the Wolves swooped in, that's just irrelevant for like 15 years out of nowhere. So how good are the Bucks right now, do you think? I think the Bucks are like a James Harden away from maybe winning a championship. Like if you replace Chris Middleton, I with would James love Harden, to see them win. I'd love to, to see that them win a championship. I think the Bucks would be fun. Now, no matter what team he joins, you know the biggest elephant in the room problem for for James Harden teams is like the whole the whole system and team revolve around him just like dribbling the air out of the ball for a half hour yeah, and taking step back threes. Yeah. So you know how would how would him and Giannis have to work together? Now at least you would have a guy who can hit threes from outside, and Giannis can operate. Giannis is not the greatest shooter. He can operate from like 20 feet and in. But there would be some major chemistry issues for at least the first half of the season with anyone that gets James Harden this late in the game because you don't get the offseason to work out. But we'll see what happens. Well, that was that was great. Wow. Reckless speculation. That was extremely reckless, by the way. I need a smoke after that. <laughs> a little Marb Red. I've never, Ooh. I've never had a cigarette. Oh, so I don't even oh. know, like Marlboro Red. Marlboro Red. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> yeah. I had a couple drinks, and it's pre-pandemic outside the Loon Cafe. A Marlboro Red. You're sitting out there with your oh. sunglasses on at night. Just that's yeah. strong, right, Dex? It is a, it is a tough cigarette. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's not for for the faint no, of heart. No, I can see Dex and like that's his, his Dex, rolled huh? up like 1950s jeans and a flannel just up <laughs> the against the brick up wall shirt with a c- cigarette pack right <laughs> in oh, the god. sleeve yeah. thing. Once you're right, a jet, you're a jet out of the way. You know, that's kind of how it works. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break and uh, clear our heads, but we'll we'll get Doogie for a scoop session here on Reckless Speculation Thursday. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Trade talk. Juicy rumors. 
That's right. Reckless Speculation Thursday continues on Mackie and Judd, Apple, Spotify, Scornorth.com. Those are also the platforms you can find the Scoop podcast with Doogie, part of the five eyewitness news sports team, inside information about your local sports teams. And Dukes, we're going to get to Twins Hot Stove with you. We're going to get to go for football and basketball, some Vikings nuggets. But we just spent 30 minutes unexpectedly on something that we want to run by you. Okay, I'm listening. Right? I'm all ears. Good right. morning, gentlemen. And now, mind you, this is uh, this is Reckless Speculation Thursday. So yes, and I apologize. Time. I was not listening. I was talking to your superior, Dan yeah. Seaman, for a few minutes. Oh, boy. I was doing some work over in the TV newsroom, so yeah. I was not listening. You probably saw this article from The Athletic. James Harden trade possibilities, if not the Sixers or the Nets, mm-hmm. where else? And then today, of course, he added the Bucks and the Heat to that list. John Hollinger says, if it's an off-the-wall destination you seek, then come here. Minnesota. And then he lays out how it could happen. He said, financially, it's actually really easy. Like, you would just, it would be James Harden, and then you would, on your side as the Timberwolves, you would trade D'Angelo Russell, Jarrett Culver, uh, probably Ed Davis to uh, stay out of the luxury tax, and then some package of young assets like future first-round picks or Anthony Edwards, and then you would just go all in on James Harden and Carl Anthony Towns for the next two years until James Harden is a free agent. Uh, where we wound up in the end is Judd thinks it's going to be a train wreck. I think it's going to put the Wolves in the top six of the Western Conference for the next two years, and then all bets are off. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I would steer clear of James Harden considering the package it would take to land him, but I understand how much fun it is to talk about it. This is great talk radio fodder. You think about the connection to Gerson Rosas, to Sachin Gupta in the Wolves front office. I am positive that those two gentlemen think very highly of James's game. James does not have a no trade clause. So in theory, you know, that's great that he wants to go to Brooklyn or Philly or you know, you name the destination, but he can't control that. If the Wolves wanted to make an offer, if it was the best offer on the table, the new Rockets general manager, I think, would happily accept it. But I don't see the Wolves going down that path. I will say this much. The Wolves like to have a pulse on what is going on around the league. So I have no doubt that they will at least inquire just to get a sense of what it would take. I do think they're he is getting traded. And Davis straight up. The call. I do. Reckless speculation. I think it's when, not if yeah. at this point. You know, is it next week, two weeks? Do they wait? Like, I do think there's something to be said about Doc Rivers and Philly after they acquired Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Seth Curry surrounding, you know, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with some shooters reworking that roster, Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, that they actually want to see how it works. But is it possible Philadelphia, after 15 to 20 games, struggles, and by February 15th, they look at it and say, okay, this isn't working. We will offer Ben Simmons. You know, so I could see like a scenario like that where Houston waits a little bit. But I'm telling you, I'm positive the Rockets are trading James Harden. I just don't think it'll be here to Minnesota. All right, Duke. So I've got a, 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 um, conundrum I think that the Wolves are facing now, okay? So Phil has brought up, and he might be exactly right, that ultimately Cat would be a great two instead of a one in a franchise. Like, he'd be a fantastic, really, really important, most important supporting player. Uh, but what I told Phil was, and, and I think the Butler move showed this, but now I think it, it would be even more difficult. 
is I could see Cat going elsewhere and becoming that guy, you know. So LeBron's the guy, and I'm the two, or I'm with. But my point is this. Since the day the Gerson walked in the door, they have done everything in their power to make Cat happy, to make moves for Cat that that basically scream, you are the most important player. My feeling is that I don't think now, no, no matter what transpires, that you can reverse that and tell Cat, we tried this, it didn't work, and so so here, so in so with the Wolves, you are the two. I think that's their problem is is Cat could go elsewhere and become that guy, but I think here if he's not the one, I don't think it works. And Cat's guy remains D'Angelo Russell. So in John Hollinger's scenario, D'Angelo goes out, you would have to send money out, right? So Presumably, it would be D'Lo and more to bring in Harden. I think you're absolutely right, Chad. I mean, and let me explain this to everybody watching and listening right now. The Wolves cater to Cat like almost no other franchise caters to a superstar. Mm -hmm. And you could argue like Milwaukee needs to cater to Giannis, right? The Lakers need to cater to LeBron. Those guys have earned that. Like, has Cat earned anything? Really, truthfully, has he earned that reputation to be just coddled to to you know the the furthest extent. I mean, I'm just telling you, like they lay out the red carpet. They tried to bring back Arnie Kander, one of his guys, the sports science guru, who was here in 2015. That's like one of Cat's main guys. They tried. Gerson tried. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, but they've just they've done so much. And at some point, I brought this up with you guys, but at some point I'll continue to reiterate it until it happens. That Ryan Saunders is going to have to coach Carl Anthony Towns hard. Is going to have to hold him accountable for this franchise to go anywhere. And it's a really tough time right now. Maybe you guys have noticed, you know, social media wise, they have not, outside of one photo from, was it Sunday or Monday? Because I saw Carl Anthony Towns wearing New Balances. His Nike contract is up. He was wearing Adidas this summer. It looks like he's now with New Balance, although I need to. I need to verify that, but they put one picture out. Otherwise, like they send us daily video clips from training camp because right now, you know, as a as a TV entity, we cannot, you know, just based on the on the COVID protocol, we don't have access to Mayo Clinic Square. So, so the public relations department is sending us video. So they've sent us the last four or five days, going back to Sunday, about on a daily basis, three to four minutes worth of training camp video clips, it's propaganda video. They have not Every, sent us everything's one fine. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have not sent us one shot of Carl Anthony Towns. You know why? Because Cat doesn't want that video out. Why? Carl Anthony That's... Towns met with us, Phil, last, when was that, Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. He only took five or six questions. I mean, poured his, his soul out in many ways, although these Zoom calls, this is a tangent, those Zoom calls just, they're failing miserably in so many different ways with, with audio hiccups and what have you. But he was on the cusp of at least pouring his heart out. And, like, I tried to get a question in. I couldn't get my question in because they cut it off. You know why they cut it off? Because Cat didn't want to take extended questions. Like, I'm just telling you, they do so much for Cat that you're right, Judd. They're not bringing in an alpha to then have him pecking order-wise slide down. It's just, it's it's not happening. Now, you know, can, can he be a 1B to maybe D'Angelo Russell's 1A? Yeah, we could have that conversation because D'Lo is... It's his guy. I think there's a better chance that they see if they can make this combination work. And if they have a chance 
to maybe get involved. Like I bring up the Ben Simmons scenario. Like you don't think that Gerson would love to combine Ben Simmons with with Russell and Cat? He'd love to. Simmons and, and D'Lo were, were high school teammates. There's a bond there. Like, could you wait for, for that scenario where where maybe the Wolves are the third team in a James Harden trade? Where James goes to Philly, Simmons comes here, and a bunch, Anthony Edwards and others, go to Houston. Like, I think there's a better chance something like that happens, and they at least wait a little bit. But make no mistake on this, too, by the way. The clock is ticking. Even with four years left on his contract, it's not a four-year window. Like, it's it's a two-year window where where they need to show legitimate progress, or I do think it will get to the point where Cat, even if it's a 1B or a, a 2A scenario where he's not the alpha somewhere else, Judd, where he goes to management and says, hey, it's it's time for a change. All right, I just I want to go back to this video thing real quick. Are you... Are you saying that you know that Carl Anthony Towns is telling the Wolves to not send practice video out? I don't of think him, it's coming directly from his voice. Okay. I think it's those around Cat. Okay. Put it this way, Phil. It's super, they've it's sent super out, weird. It's weird. Phil, they've sent out a total Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're talking here on Thursday morning. So it's four days worth of training camp clips. They've sent out a total of about 14 to 15 minutes of video. I mean, heck, I have enough video right now of Malik Beasley to practically edit a documentary. <laughs> oh, that'd be good stuff. That'd be great that'd documentary. Be good stuff. They've that shown Netflix. us. It starts in Plymouth, a Minnesota at yeah. a parade of homes. I mean, and Rubio and, and even like yesterday was Rondé Hollis Jefferson's first day after he cleared all the COVID protocols. So they, they made sure to show us video of him. A couple days ago, ago was Juancho Hernan Gomez's first day of practicing after he cleared all the all the COVID protocols. They went out of their way to send us a few shots of, of Wancho. I mean, Phil, just connect the logical dots. Like why wouldn't they send us out of 15 minutes of video the last four days, even 10 seconds of Carl Anthony Towns just stretching. Is he not practicing? Like there's so many He questions. was out there on Sunday. He's here. He's been on the court. I mean, the three guys I was told that hadn't cleared COVID protocols as of a few days ago, it was Nas Reed. And I haven't seen any video of him. So I don't know on Nas right now. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who was out there yesterday, and Juancho Hernan Gomez, who was out there as of Tuesday. Those were the only three. Cat was out on the court for sure. So he's there on Sunday. He is there. He is practicing. They're just not showing him. They're just not showing him. Why aren't they showing him? It's very cryptic. It's very mysterious. You don't think that they'd love to show him, show that that he's he's okay at least, even though he said on Friday it's going to be hard to play. Oh, yeah. But he also said in the same breath practically, hey, me being out there, he didn't want to call it therapeutic, but but it would bring up some good memories of seeing his mom sitting baseline. And he hasn't told the Wolves. Like, the question I was going to ask, Kat, was, have you thought about not playing? Like, verbatim, you just told us five minutes ago that it's going to be hard to play. I wanted to ask him the, the direct question, have you thought about not playing? But I never got that opportunity. But that's the sense I got on Friday, so maybe the Wolves are just fearful of that, but... I still think that they'd at least like to get a little bit out there social media-wise of, of, of the face of their franchise doing something during training camp. It's very bizarre. Uh, Twins news. What's going on with uh, Cruz and the uh, potential for, I, I saw that uh, there is a list of guys that they've at least contacted as potential DHs, including, I believe, Kyle Schwarber if Cruz doesn't come back. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber, Michael Brantley, Duvall, who the Braves non-tendered. Yeah. But as the agent for one of those players told me last night, it's very much 
tire kicking. Like we're not anywhere near the point of the twins extending an actual offer. You know, like this agent works for a big agency. I'll give you another name, by the way, Marcelo Zuna. Now, again, like are the twins even like remotely close to extending Ozuna a contract offer? No. You know, but he just happens to be under the same agent umbrella of of one of those three guys. You know, so that's the sense I'm getting, that the Twins are doing a ton of tire kicking, but we're not quite to the point of of extending actual offers. Like I can tell you, I talked to Trevor May earlier this week for, for close to 30 minutes. He'll be on my on my next podcast. He told me, frankly, that the Twins never made him an offer. Hmm. Like they had dialogue with with his agent, but it never got to the point of them making an actual offer. He credited the Mets for being uber aggressive. He said in the end, he had one offer. You know, a lot of teams kicked the tires. He said it was a handful. Wait, he had one offer and they still paid him like $7 million a year? Or he whatever. said, yeah, Steve I mean, it's just one of those money. deals Jeez. where the Mets said here. The Mets got money to spend right now. And he now. said it happened really, really fast. Yep. And at two years, 15-something million dollars for a middle reliever, that's life-changing money. He's never made even seven figures in a year. Now he's making over $7 million a year. So for Trevor, he told me it was a very easy decision. But yeah, in the end, Phil, he had only one offer that New York Mets offer. So I've said this before, like last year, I remember the Atlanta Braves were were uber aggressive to sign Will Smith. They brought in at least one other free agent like in November of last year. And I made the point then and I'll reiterate it now. Like go target a guy or two and make them an offer they, they can't refuse. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you with 100% certainty. But I do think if early in free agency last year, the Twins had made Zach Wheeler a competitive five-year offer in the 80 to $90 million range, they would have gotten him. Apparently he's available now. Now he waited. Well, yeah, depending on who you trust. I mean, the Phillies owners on record saying we wouldn't trade him for Babe Ruth, which which is uh, laughable. But, okay. but yeah, if, if you old. want to take John Middleton at, at face value, Wheeler isn't going anywhere. But I just think if early in free agency now, he waited, and it worked out really well. What was the money he eventually got from Philly? It was, what, five years, 110, 115 million? So it worked out well for Wheeler. But I'm just saying, if the Twins had made an early offer, a very aggressive early offer, they would have gotten Zach Wheeler. So I just, I wish the Twins, and they're not alone. It's just the weirdness of baseball free agency. I just wish, though, the team that I cover was more aggressive early on. Yeah. Why wait until December or January? Well, they're probably looking for to see if they probably feel like the longer we wait, the you know, the more leverage we gain because there's a, you know, at least there's a spring Correct. And on Nelson Cruz, like at this point, we don't know what the heck is going to happen, but but there are signs that suggest okay, the DH isn't isn't coming to the National League for 2021. So then you look at the American League options, okay, Tampa Likes him, but I don't think Tampa, after declining to pay Charlie Morton $15 million a year, is all of a sudden going to pay Nelson Cruz $14 million a year. Yeah, Like, who else? Where do you see the fit in the American League? So in the case of Nelson Cruz, the Twins being patient, I think, can end up working. Because I just don't see the market for Nelson if we're just talking American League teams. Hey, Dukes, two things Twins related here for you. Number one, uh, I do still get the sense that there's there's this, you know, you know, the Twins never do anything big, et cetera. I do, I do want to remind people that less than a year ago, they made two huge moves in the offseason. They spent almost $100 million on Josh Donaldson. And that, by the way, hasn't worked out yet. 
Um, and then they, they made a big trade for Kenta Maeda. They that, did, and they actually made Wheeler an offer eventually. Yeah. It wasn't quite what the Phillies offered, but they made him an offer. So, and two years ago, they made you Darvish a big offer. So I do think they're going to be active, but I what, Absolutely. I what I wonder is, are they, is ownership going to be so mindful of wanting to be careful spending money, and then you look over across the division, and the White Sox have already traded for Lance Lynn. There's rumors that they're in on Liam Hendricks to bring him in. And Michael Brantley. So, like, the White Sox are traditionally very aggressive when they think they have a chance to win, and the Twins have been aggressive once last year. I would be looking over at the White Sox thinking, all right, that's an amazing group of young players. They almost won the division last year, and they've already added this offseason. That's the team we have to keep up with. And Vegas loves them right now. Some of the early uh, betting lines going into next year have have the the White Sox as one of the best teams in in the entire league. So I would be worried about the White Sox if I'm the Twins. I would too. Although Lance Lynn has thrown so many innings going back the last couple of years, I do wonder at what is he 34 years old? Wonder at some point if he starts to wear down at least a little bit. But he's got the history with Tony Larusa. Yeah, and I think the White Sox aren't done. Now they're going to lose James McCann. The buzz on James McCann, by the way, the Mets are willing to pay him four years and $40 million. If you had asked me two weeks ago, James Bleepin' McCann, yeah. I would have told you at best two years, $16 million, two years, $17 million. He may end up with a four-year deal worth close to $40 million. So the Mets are willing to spend absurd money. They've got it. They're going to pay George Springer all sorts of money, right? Or I mean, Trevor who Bauer. knows? Yeah. Who knows if they do? Yes, yeah, Springer and Bauer. Yeah, and I still think the Angels are a team that's that's worth monitoring. That that they're willing to spend all sorts of money on the Twins. Phil, yeah, they're going to do some stuff. I think the answer to your question, Phil, is somewhere in the middle, where the payroll isn't quite what it was. You know, entering the twenty twenty season pre, you know, shortened season. If if they had played a hundred and sixty two game season, but I don't think it's you know going to stay like where it is right now like they're going to spend money it's just not going to be a 140 million dollar payroll type team hey, mm-hmm. hey dukes t- take us through um I-, I think there was two or three uh potential targets that you tweeted about over the the uh sure i mean joaquin well. soria yeah. yeah yeah i mean one of the twins assistant general managers reached out to soria's agent so again it goes back to the tire kicking he's like my age right yeah, he's 30, well, yeah, not quite 50-something with gray hair, but yeah, he's 37. Fifty-one. he had a pretty good year last year. He can throw the slider enough, right? They love that slider. Oh, yeah, you know, so look at, look at some of the free agents that, that throw sliders. Stanek, the former Marlin and Ray, he's a guy who throws who throws sliders, so keep an eye on him. Lope, is it is it Lope? Is that how you say his last name, Phil? L-O-U-P. He's got a showcase mm-hmm. coming up in January. I can promise you the Twins will be at that showcase. So they're they're always looking for for the slider, you know, but but yeah, I mean, it's Soria, it's it's Kiki Hernandez when talking about position guys. But yeah, at this point it's it's just it's it's a lot of just kind of feeling things out. Like Kiki Hernandez is is represented by the same individual who has this this Japanese free agent, Saguno or Sagano. I don't know how you say his last name, but he's one of the better free agent pitchers. He just got posted the other day. The Twins have interest in that guy, but will they ultimately, you know, make a bid? You know, when when other teams like the like the Yankees have interest and the Red Sox have interest, that remains to be seen. But but the Twins have have kicked the tires on on that guy. I haven't put that out there on social media, but that's another one. But the reason I don't put it out there, and like the reason I don't put Marcelo Zuna out there, is at this point, 
I just have a hard time seeing the path that, that results in Ozuna, yeah. for example, landing here. So so why excite the fan base? Why have that get aggregated all across the web? For sure. When it's just not all that realistic. Yeah. Why did you why, why did you why don't you wait until they actually put pen to paper, Doogie, before you report on the stuff? <laughs> well, it's amazing, Phil. Just some of the replies I get on Twitter, you know, when I put something out there, like people think it's a done deal. And it's like, it's so far from a done deal. I didn't say it was a done but, deal. Not your job, yeah. Yeah, but, Just throw it but out a lot there. of people don't know how to differentiate between it's the not two your fault, of, Doogie. of an offer made or a know. deal That's happening not your responsibility. versus just a phone call and, yeah. and a, you know a little bit of interest shown. I, feel, I, I says, feel like yeah. people do a great job discerning what's real and not in media in 2020. Um, <laughs> Doogie, give us some rapid-fire scoops. Go for hoops looking pretty solid to start the season. Uh, go for football just end the season already. Uh, what else do you have in your scoop bag? Sure, on Gophers Hoops, Brandon Johnson, he turned his left ankle at the end of the Boston College win the other night. He is out tonight for the game against Kansas City. There's some doubt about him being able to go. I mean, who cares about tonight, right? Like, you can beat Kansas City with or without Johnson. You want Johnson in the lineup Tuesday. That's when things ramp up. Gophers, Illinois, on Tuesday. Later this month, Gophers, Iowa. They play yeah. on Christmas Day. Gophers, Michigan State. Like, we'll know a lot more about this Gophers team by January 1st. Like, if they can win one of those games, I think we can think, okay, they can finish maybe top five in the Big Ten. They can be like a six seed in the NCAA tournament, give or take. The guards are good, Doogie. They can play. Yeah, I mean, Kauscher's not shooting the ball, but no. he defends. He does some other things. But I'm worried about Gabe shooting. Like, ever since they moved back the, the three-point line in college... He has struggled. Like, really good shooter freshman year. His confidence is shot right yeah. now. Yeah, no and mechanically, like, I talked to Patino about this the other day, even, and I talked to him last year. Like, mechanically, everything's fine on Kausher's shot. So, it, it it is. It's it's mental. Booth Gotch. Yeah, Booth Gotch. Unbelievable like addition. Yep. That's one thing. If you want to thank the pandemic for anything, thank the pandemic for Booth Gotch landing back in his home state. I am convinced if, if no pandemic, he doesn't land here. Likely hmm. Maryland or somewhere else, but... You know, there was there was some concern about leaving Utah for no real big reason, but leaving Utah, would he gain immediate eligibility if he had gone to say Maryland or Creighton? But there was a belief if he came to his to his home state school that it would be a slam dunk, which it was, where he gained immediate eligibility. But I'm just saying, without a pandemic, because I don't know if he would have gotten the immediate eligibility here, although things seemingly have changed on that front with the NCAA going back months, but going back to his decision in the summertime, I'm just saying if if there wasn't a pandemic, I think he ends up elsewhere and probably would have had to sit out a year regardless. But if he had to sit out a year, it wasn't going to be at Minnesota. It would have been somewhere else. But he's a good player. He'll test the NBA draft waters again after the year, as will Marcus Carr. But yeah, Marcus Carr, absolutely, Judd. I mean, he looks fantastic. Yeah, he's he's been great. A little too much hero ball on Tuesday. A little too much yeah. dribbling for my liking, not involving his teammates, but then late in the game, he hits Booth Gotch, a cutting Gotch for, for a big-time hoop late in overtime. He's got you know, some Donovan he Mitchell to his game. a little game. bit later in the game. He's got some Donovan Mitchell to his game. He can play. He is, he is good. He's reworked his body, credit to him. And on Liam Robbins, I still would, would bet on Liam. I, I really would. His conditioning is off. He did miss. A lot of people don't know this. He missed a couple weeks right before... You know, training ramped up. He was out. You know, so he's still working his way back into shape. But, hey, when when you're going to see Kofi Coburn of Illinois on, on Tuesday, I mean, pack a lunch like Liam. You know, the time is now. I mean, again, forget tonight. Tonight's a layup. 
Uh, but you look at Tuesday, I mean, he'll face one of the better big men in the country. He fouls a lot. Then right Luca now. Garza, you know, later in the month, he does foul a lot and he misses a lot of easy shots. Mm-hmm. His balancing looks a little off. If you watch, he gets good looks right at the rim and he's missing way too many looks for my liking, but I think he'll make that adjustment. I think he'll start to make those shots. Dukes, is Mashburn um, good enough to play consistently? Because it, the one thing that does seem to be a flaw here is that right now Carr has to play almost all of the time. Mashburn, actually, I thought a couple of nights ago against BC, played pretty well. Are, is he going to transition to a point where there's going to be a comfort with playing him consistently, just enough to get Carr a rest? Yes, but I think the issue is that it's hard for Patino to play Mashburn and Carr together. Sure, yes. Like, I'd love for them that. to get to that point, to have them coexist, be on the court together, but for defensive purposes, mm-hmm. that just doesn't work. And you're right, you need Marcus to play 30-something minutes. Remember all the minutes he played last year? He led the Big Ten in Galvin minutes. Cook, basically. Last year. Oh, yeah. He just I mean, his usage them. rate was, was off the chart. So, yeah, I think we'll eventually get to that point because just on, on talent alone, there's a lot there mm-hmm. with Jamal Mashburn Jr., but we're not to the point of him and Carr being able to play together. So, because of that, his... His minutes are limited. Let me get in a note about Jordan McLaughlin. It's a standoff at this point. So you think about the Timberwolves with Nas Reed, with Jalen Noel, those those team-friendly contracts that they got those guys to sign with the one-year guarantee, you know, life-changing money, making seven figures, but then the team holding three option years, three team option years. So it's not quite to that extent with McLaughlin, but it's a standoff where the Wolves are trying to structure it. He's a restricted free agent, so... His power is minimal. His power pretty much is it can be a standoff, and I'm not coming in right now. And they could use an extra point guard. We saw last year, you know, how badly they needed McLaughlin, you know, with the injuries they sustained last year. You know, so it's it's a standoff at this point. But but neither side is budging at this point. But I think if, if Jordan McLaughlin gets in here, it's because he budged. At this point, there's no sense that the Wolves are going to budge on their offer. Right and on. again, let me stress, it is not quite to the extent of the Reed contract or Noel contract, but what the Wolves are presenting McLaughlin, and it's not a two-way, but they are presenting him a contract where he would be their 15th contract, but but what they're presenting to him is very much team-friendly, mm-hmm. and he's looking for a little bit more. You know, he realizes he's got to give, but he's looking for a little bit more on the take where if the Wolves want to move on from him after one year, there's still a little bit of money on on the backside. Inside information about Minnesota sports teams. Darren Doogie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. And uh, we appreciate every Thursday kicking it around with Dukes. We'll see you next week. You got a two more notes quickly. Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph is going to have to really push. He wants to play, but that foot is really bothering him. So if he ends up playing on Sunday, it's because he won one heck of a fight with the Vikings team doctors. But at this point, it's trending toward Kyle Rudolph likely being out for that big game on Sunday. And I talked to Rodney Smith, the former gopher, the Carolina Panthers running back earlier this week. The one nugget he gave me was more just catching up how cool it is to be in the NFL, fulfilling his dream. But the one nugget he gave me, the reason he thinks he didn't make the Panthers coming out of training camp was entering training camp, he just come off of fighting COVID. And he said it just it really kicked his tail. He said the conditioning test, which he could do in his sleep, you know, they had the, the bracelets that monitor heart rate. He got pulled out off the field. From, from the conditioning test after like four runs up and down the field because he was struggling so much. So like his conditioning was so far off. So hmm. it was just interesting to hear a, a guy in his young 20s just talk about how much yeah. he struggled coming back from, from COVID-19. Yeah. Thanks, Dukes. You awesome got it. Man. Take it easy, boys. All right, we'll talk to Doogie next Thursday. Reckless Speculation Thursday. Reckless 
speculation. Football. All right, before we wrap the show here today, uh, this has been a great reckless speculation oh, yeah. Thursday. Very oh reckless. my god! Like Very we just reckless. we traded, we we landed James Harden in a Wolves uniform at one point, and then and then with Doogie, we basically uh, we uncovered a Wolves conspiracy theory. Are they just like running on a cardboard cat cutout at practice? We don't know. They don't put video of cat up at practice. I don't know. There's a lot going on right a now. Lot. Very mysterious. Uh, but uh, we also have a segment that we bust out once in a while called Declan Watches the Film, in which Declan breaks down mostly like prospective Vikings quarterbacks. But since Kirk Cousins has been so good the last month, we've we've had to basically pivot our initial strategy of Declan Watches the Film of quarterbacks to Declan Watches the Film of Anything and Reviews Other Things. Yeah, Reviews. Just Declan Reviews. Declan Reviews. Yeah. And uh, word has it that you now have a bidet in your apartment bathroom, sir. I do. So um, my birthday is coming. My birthday is five days from now. And my brother uh, got me a birthday gift, got me my birthday gift a couple weeks early. So last Saturday. Wait, I, so you asked for this? I did not. No. Okay. I did not. He has one and he swears by it. He's been telling everyone, really? all my siblings about it. He, he loves it. So I saw a package at my door when I woke up on Saturday and, and he told me too. He said, hey, I got your birthday gift. It's a little early, uh, but I want you to FaceTime me when you open it. And obviously, it's in the packaging. And I, I first thought box of shoes. I thought a shoes. I thought shoes because it looked like a shoe box. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he got me like a pair of shoes. And that would be a normal gift that he would give me. Then I open it and I just start, you know, dying of laughter because it's a bidet. And what does a bidet even look like? I've never used a bidet. I before. always thought bidets like came with the toilet too. So, so sure. like th- this is an install your this own bidet. This is an install your own bidet. I did not bidet. know that, that this was an option. Um, How it, do you, yeah. Okay, as many details as you can. Here, How please. do you install I have a lot of questions? Yeah, so you have so to good. you have to take off the toilet seat, which is pretty easy to do. Kind of gross, but pretty easy to do. It's a lot okay, of work right there. For me. Uh, it's, a, it's a little gross if you don't keep up your toilet maintenance. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, take off the toilet seat. Oh man, I'm, I just googled. What if, these you Google, like. <laughs> uh, if you Google Lux, if you Google L U X E bidet, okay, that's oh. the one I have. Lux bidet. They're only like thirty five dollars. Okay, free pub. Um, oh my. And you take off the toilet seat, you install it, you put the screws back on the toilet seat on top of the of the base of the bidet. Looks like a hand. You then have to take your water line, too. You have to turn off your water. What? Yep, turn off the water to your toilet, just to your toilet. I'm so out. You, so you turn off the water to your toilet, install this little adapter. Yep. It then goes from, you know, to your toilet bowl and then into the bidet. So it gets like two little funnels. Now, I will say that I am not a handy person. Um, I'm not good at installing things. So this took me about two hours. My brother said yeah, it took I would, him I would about be, 10 minutes. See, I'd be super nervous in an apartment or anywhere Correct. with, like, even just turning off the water line on yeah. the toilet. That just makes me nervous. I, really I feel stup- like if I do it wrong, it'll spray everywhere and everything floods. And I have all. a stupid question. Yeah. How do you turn off the water line to your toilet in an apartment, like, just for your toilet? So so I, I have a, you know, just like a knob like every other toilet does in a house or an apartment that's behind the toilet. You just turn that righty-tighty. Yeah, so like you here, Joe, I'll show you. you, you like, no, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, so you, like, see how the, the toilet's kind of plugged into the wall there? Oh, yeah. You see that? Okay. There's, there's a little okay, valve. Okay, did so not you, know that. You first have to flush, then turn off the water, because you don't want any water in the bowl, obviously, of the toilet. So then you unscrew the valve, connect it back on. Is there any way that it could it could mistakenly <laughs> take the water and other things that are already in the toilet and just spray it back at you? No. Because that would be my other fear. No. 
No. That I just, you know, I had some spicy food last night. The only... Things aren't quite solid, and it's taking what I have already oh, put in the toilet, oh, and it's spraying oh, it back oh, at me. No, 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 no. Yeah. The only water that's okay. going to leak out oh, is gross. is from the bowl of the toilet that, you know, when you flush in it, and it restarts again. So, like, it's the back of the toilet bowl water. Okay. Is that so water you should be taking drinks out of? No. Really? But is it good water? Dog enjoys Yes. It. Okay. Yeah, a dog could drink it. So, uh, so how? So you've been using the bidet for a week or so now. Yeah, like five days. And, and? actually, it took me about two days to have to use it because I didn't have to use it right away. Two really? days. Two days. Yeah, I, I. Well, dude, what's wrong with you? No, 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 no. I got it Saturday night. I didn't have to do my business on Sunday. Wait, what? All day Sunday? Yeah, I didn't have to do. I don't know. Like you guys, are you guys that regulated? Like you have to go every single yes. day? Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. I like, the kind- li- like literally at six forty-five every morning. Oh no! A- absolutely. No, 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 no. Really? No. no. No, the only Dude, unless I have a, doctor, a really big meal and, and only at six forty-five a.m. <laughs> and then maybe only if I have spicy foods late at night. But otherwise, it's like clockwork, and it's amazing. No, I do not have clockwork. But so in, in, that, in that retrospect, I don't have it in that. If I eat, I will go to the bathroom within twenty-five minutes. That is a normal thing, especially if there's grease. So involved. did you not eat on Sunday? I did eat on Sunday, I, but I didn't have to go. And I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in oh, not forcing subject. it. You never force it. So anyway, I was able to go on Monday. Go read something. And um. I guess my, my summary of it would be surprisingly stimulating. Would be probably the best way to sum it up. Stimulating? Yeah, a little stimulating. Hold on a second. I got to look up the word stimulating to make sure that you yeah. use that properly. I, is I, it, feels, like, wait, it feels like... Were you it's, were you hoping for it to be stimulating? No. Or is it, wait, I, I didn't know what to hold expect. On, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> stimulating. I want to see. Did you use that accurately? Because, I mean, that seems... I would hope that, like... Like encouraging just, or arousing interest or enthusiasm. Yeah, the word arousing there yeah, is what I, I would little, maybe. I feel little, like you. There's some trepidations there. I get that. But um, I mean, if you sat on it backwards, maybe. Also, this thing. So like, there's a whole dial from like low to high. There's like five different dials well, of pressure. Going, I hope you're going high. No, I, you barely have to turn this thing on. How? What happens when it's on high? Uh, so I Does tested this Does it blow you off the toilet seat? I did not sit on the toilet. When I did you this. go up in the air. You're like. <laughs> Levitating up in the air. So from where my toilet is to where the the main, I have two doors into my bathroom. One from my closet, one from like into the kitchen and common area. He flew across the wall. Um, hit the wall. When I installed it from the toilet to my doorway, it's about like ten feet, ten twelve feet. So I like when I first finally got everything installed, I finally got it done. I like just moved the dial to see what it would do, and I'm not kidding. It geysered about twenty five feet and almost hit my stove. Wow! So it could like if it if it, so if it's flew. if you're sitting on there and it's cranked up to high, I mean it could like it could shoot out your eyeballs. I think it could. So okay. who needs high? I don't know. Like and what I don't human meet being that needs high? I don't want. I, I mean, don't if know. you really need to chisel some stuff out of there, yeah. you might have to put it on high. Um, so so yeah. how how complete is the clean? It's, pr- it's pretty damn complete. So uh, you spray. Like, how confident are you that you spray a little bit and? And then you just need to you just need to like one dab. I'm dead serious. Have you guys ever done? Have you guys ever in your career? Have you ever had a walk off? Walk off? A walk off? Um, I've where like, I don't have the intestinal fortitude, <laughs> so really, to speak. I need more context to do what you're talking about. Where a walk off? Where, where you're just like it's so complete. I'm done oh, without anything. Okay, okay, it's so enough. perfect. You just know that it's. I perfect. think zero chance I would do that. I dude. think I have, but I can't do it. Zero percent. I will chance. say that I know what it feels like when it's a walk off. Yeah, of course. But I still, still always just just to be sure. Do yeah. It. So so Dex to go to. S- Circle back on the bidet for a second. Then, do you feel like like you need to go buy toilet paper still? Or oh yeah, you still need toilet paper. You can't be putting a okay. wet behind, putting your underwear back up with a wet behind. That would not be a sure, good some idea. Some people do. And okay, so so you 
you're no. going to save on the toilet paper, but you still need the toilet paper. Yes, correct. Okay. It's right. just you're using 90% less toilet paper, I'd say. I'm dead, and I think that's and you're avoiding any sort of like. So, so part of the problem is if you do have if you do have a day where you have to go like two or three times or something, it can get a little it can get a little ch- chafy. You know, it can yeah, be yeah. I experienced that. Yeah. Yes, one time when I had one. Yeah. So, so uh, the baby I, the baby powder could be definitely an important play here to not you know just have. Like, I think you're right, Joe. Like when you go to a water park for the day and you're like running around yeah. and you're air drying, it can be a problem. Yeah. I would worry about it's that a with the bit. Midday. It hurts a little uh, bit. But yeah. I recommend it. It's affordable. Okay. I th- I think you I think you would like it. Dex endorses. I'm calling, I'm seeing uh, sales right now. Who are the top Open for a bidet endorsement? Who what, what would be your uh, your cliche Mount Rushmore of current Minnesota athletes or coaches that probably also use a bidet? Well, quarterbacks would. Quarterbacks would. Kirk no, I, Cous- you think Kirk Cousins does? Kirk Cousins strikes me as a potential bidet guy. Like I mean, we're talking about we're we're just spitballing here. I think the Wilfs for sure use bidets. I bet every bathroom in every Wilfs household is a golden bidet. You know, I bet they have them. I I don't know that they would use them because they're old. They're probably old school. I think it would take a. I don't know. It would take a level of confidence. Hmm. Does Josh Donaldson use a bidet? No way. No. No. no he's so. a. He's a. He's a southern sa- boy. He's a yeah. sandpaper, toilet paper type of guy. Yeah, he uses two. He's too. Gr- um, he's too gritty to use a bidet. I I think if you're. I think if you're gritty in life, you're not a bidet person. Is Rocco Baldelli the bidet type? Yes, or is yes, he... yes. Love okay. it. One thousand percent. That's a good one. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. I could see that for sure. Uh, I I would say that I'd be hard pressed to name a hockey player. No, I think Europeans would like it. I think oh, I, I could okay. see I could see Fialas of the world. Oh, Fiala for sure. Okay, okay, Fiala. That, okay. Because I was trying to think of Canadian. You know, what that, is Zuccarello? Those guys are. I bet all of those Minnesota United players too. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's a soccer culture thing for sure. Yeah. Use that bidet. I, I can see it. Plus, you can't use your hands in soccer. So. Right. Hell. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. Anyway, Declan, I'm glad to hear that you've. Uh, I like it. All right. That's Declan Reviews. Your bro. Your bidet. Your bro. A life changing experience <laughs> for your birthday present. I want to tell you guys, since we're talking apartments too, remember I told you a week ago that my dilemma when someone knocked on my apartment door. That's right. And they were asking for what turned out to be a wine opener. Yeah. Yep, so I had a, I had another knock on my no, apartment you... door last night. First of all, <laughs> like person? I've I've lived in this place with my wife for almost a year now, mm-hmm. and the only two knocks, well, the only other knocks would be like if we ordered food or something. Two mysterious knocks in one week, and this time I was home alone, and I hid in the bedroom like Judd would. That's perfect. The TV was on, so they could probably oh hear God. that someone was in there, but I, I didn't even look through the eye hole. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to bed. That's a great they, call. And then they knocked again. Yeah, of like course. Like a minute later. Of course. Yep. But why are you going around knocking on people's doors in an apartment in 2020? That's really weird. I was going to say, yeah, it, during a pandemic, it's really weird. Even like when I knock ex- on people's doors. Even like right. when I'm expecting someone over, like they'll still sometimes knock on the door. I'm like, I, 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 I buzzed you. Like, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I buzzed you in from the directory downstairs. Yes, come in. Like I've un- I have now unlocked the door. Yeah, just open right. the door. You don't got to knock. Knocking's weird. It's like no, yeah. everyone in the hallway knows that someone's in the hallway knocking. Correct. Like, just, I don't feel like in 2020 anyone should ever knock on a door, especially during a pandemic. Right? Yeah, totally agree. Packages get dropped off now. Yeah, they just leave it outside the Packages door. Packages get yeah. dropped off, and I don't think like it's a pandemic. Also, if airborne, we, if we don't I'm ha- talk to you, if we don't, if, if we don't have a prearranged exchange like a you know, food drop off or something where you'd have my right. number. Or if we don't know each other well enough for you to text me that you're outside the door, then I don't want to know. I don't want you to knock. 
I, and oh, if it's a super emergency, then just make a bunch of noise and say, oh, my God, like well, at which point I'm really I'm not going out. No, yeah. because because that that is how they lure you outside your door and then rush past you to rob you. I think it was I, if I, had I don't to guess, think I would unless I saw a car crash outside my house. If somebody yelled, I think I'd be out. See, if I had to guess, I think it was probably the same neighbor. Had to have been, dude. Asking for the wine opener again. In which case, no. you've had a week to yeah, get your you, own wine yep, opener. It's that's over. That's you over. can't that's ask again for you know the wine opener. Specify her. Phil? It is a her. Okay. I think that, that I don't like we that. should run for the SLP um, local board and that we should have enact a law that bans knocking on doors. I would love yeah. to Zol get at a town hall meeting. Because, like, what, what's the... Tell me why you need to knock on my door. Now, if we show up to, like, a town hall meeting or something, or a city council meeting, don't they city have council, to... council, gra- what I try to think. They right have here. to grant us time if we want to speak on something, Correct. right? Yes, that's my understanding. Yeah, we should do this. But, I mean, we there, there is... For the show. We could start this. There is no reason to knock on... Do- like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I know. And don't say, you know, well, I was going around trying to get a Republican to change to a Democratic vote. Bleep that, too. The other thing is, too, is you and I know, there are so many places in our... There's a Cub Foods nearby. Yep. It's... it's th- if, if I have the option of, man, I could go, like, knock on the door. And I should preface, these are neighbors that I don't know. Right. I don't know these people. Right. No. If you need a wine opener, are you going to go knock on someone's door that no. you don't know? No. Or like go down the street to the grocery store and just buy one for yourself? It's super weird. Would, would it ever occur to you <laughs> to like need a wine opener, um, a utensil? Would it ever occur to be like, you know what I should do, honey? I should go knock on doors no. until I find. No, of course it wouldn't. I go to the store and get it. Yes, yeah. but I mean, I, it wouldn't I, even occur to me. Or I would Amazon Prime now sure. and yes. like do and a I've two hour that. window or something. I've done that. Yeah. But I mean, it would never, like, the, the synapses in your brain I love would that. never, like, be like, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to apartment 802. I love how you also ran into your bedroom as if, like, they can't, like, like what, what was the point of you running okay. into the bedroom like this, a kid? This is the point. And I don't, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> okay. So, the door was unlocked, oh. and I was sitting in the living room. It was unlocked? And the TV was on. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm just sitting in my apartment. I mean, I don't lock it all the time. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, you might want to do I, that. I tried to I tried You to know the home invasion's locked, going on right now? Come on, you guys. Dawn's the same way. Lock your damn doors. All right. So, all right, I should lock the door. But the yes. door was unlocked, and I was sitting in the living room, and I'm watching TV, and the TV's on. So I know that they know someone's in here because the TV's on. And they knock. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to answer but they know someone's in here. Is there like a one percent chance that they could crack the door open and look? look. Wait, and oh I don't want—I don't want them to see me oh sitting in the living room. There's just a peephole, oh right? <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. There, there's a peephole, right? <laughs> yes. Why didn't you quietly approach the door I didn't want and to turn know. the lock? No, just turn I the think lock. That'd be more conspicuous because then they can hear it. They can hear the and, lock being turned. Oh, well, that's that's true too. Also, usually on peepholes, there's a little bit of light that comes through, and you can tell when someone goes up to it from the outside. Yeah. I, I so want maybe and, and underneath there's like a little well, light that comes up. They'd be able to see two feet standing there. Maybe. I would encourage both of you start locking your damn doors. Don't trust people. Can you imagine if you knock on someone's there's door, weird stuff going on. You knock on someone's door, you hear the TV and then like a couple of seconds later, you hear the door lock. Hey, <laughs> no, you deserve it. Yes. I, I was going to say, if she's back for a second bite at the wine opener, yeah. she deserves exactly what you did for sure. She did. She deserves exactly that. Yeah. 2020, you cannot be careful enough now. I am actually now incredibly cognizant when I get in my car. 
that there's like someone in the back seat going to strangle you or well, something? Well, no, but but there's been a rash of carjackings. And what they basically do is they, they wait for, for people that get in their cars and like get on their cell phones or don't pay attention. And they carjack. And they just jump in and. and yeah. Or they take a gun and ho- hold it up to the uh, car window. My point is I've become incredibly aware of things now. Because yeah. I, I don't want to get carjacked. I feel like you also just live your life in way more fear and anxiety than most normal people do. So. I probably do. But you know what? <laughs> if that can avoid a carjacking, I'm all for it. Uh, all right. Well, I you, also think with his beard, I think I, I think I look like I might be a bad guy myself. No one's gonna mess with you sitting in that car with that beard. I, I think they're gonna go on to somebody else. I might be a Russian his, mobster. Yeah. Well, listen. If you guys out there, if if you have any recommendations for other brands of bidets that we should try, or or something uh, or, I should review, yeah, or things that Declan should review. Wine openers at Dex's tweets at Phil Mackey I at Jason. Wine opener. I hate wine, dude. I can't do wine. <laughs> the one alcohol I don't do. Oh, man. Then we're going to do a Declan Red Wine review <laughs> before the year's over. God. It's a bad drunk, man. All right. Uh, action Movie Rewind tomorrow on Mackie I and watched Judd. it last night. Tango and Cash. I really look forward to what you guys have to say about Tango and Cash. I've never seen it. Me neither. So, okay. Look forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.